GM Zingers, how's it going? My name is Logan Ross, and this is Flight 58 aboard the Moon or Bus Rocket Ship, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. On today's show, we'll be talking to Halsey Miner, the serial entrepreneur, builder of the Salesforce uh, and Amazon products, founder of CNET, Uphold, and VideoCoin. Uh, but first, we're going to talk about the markets. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Yo, where'd you guys come from? What's up? Whoa. I have no hey. idea. <laughs> yeah. Coming out of nowhere. How are you doing, doing, Logan? Oh, I'm, I'm good. I was about to give you a little introduction, if that's okay. Oh, please do. <laughs> okay. Okay. So joining me today are Moon Arbust's two legendary crypto not co-hosts bmore.eth and ryanm.eth what's up guys doing great it's just another wonderful day to be in crypto there you go indeed it is brian i see you got the puppy back with you again do you have a name for it for him <clears throat> i think we're calling him Vinny. not Vinny, Floki. Roll, roll not Vinny, Floki, not <laughs> Vinny. he's sleepy Floki right he's now. already taken look at that oh, baby he's so cute oh my god all right, this is going to be the show for today. We're just going to show Vinny uh, full screen the whole time. So just, just kidding. Okay, so if you guys are new around here, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, and we hope that you'll subscribe to the channel if you enjoy the content. If you are a loyal fan, then let us know by smashing the like button in the next 4.2 seconds. Ready, set, go. Boom. Done. All right, time's up. Uh, also, while you're down there, drop a comment. Let us know what projects you're looking at this week so we can talk about them in the future. You can also join the Moon or Bust community on Telegram and receive a 25% off discount code on our Moon or Bust swag. So make sure you hit that up to hang out with us there as well. As always, make sure to connect with us on Twitter to stay up to date about all the shows we are doing. Uh, and with that out of the way, let's get into the market update and crypto news for the day. So I'm going to share my screen here one second. Ryan, why don't you tell us what's going on in the markets today? Yeah, sure. So we saw Bitcoin hit $57,000 yet again. I think we saw that on Monday for the first time. So I'm still extremely bullish. Yesterday, we saw it dip down to about $53,000, but we did hold the line there. And I don't think we'll be going back down to that bull market support band that we've been talking about on the show so many times. Logan, you have the chart up here. It looks like the fastest scenario, 260K, may be still playing out. It looks like that line, the graph is following that line pretty accurately right now. Uh, so what do you think, Logan? Are we going to be going up to 60K or close to 60K pretty soon here? You know, I just drew this line here completely arbitrarily uh, and, and the market is holding it as support. So I appreciate you guys respecting my line here uh, and I'm glad it's working out for all of us. I think we will see uh, this 59K line soon, but we're going to see resistance there uh, as it was established so much in the first half of the year. So 60K, I'm not quite sure. It could be another week or two uh, once we you know, probably spend some time around this resistance line, then we could probably break through up to 60. But I'm saying 59K uh, in the next, maybe what is it? What is one, two, three, four? I got four days left for my prediction to come true uh, for that 59K mark. Ryan, do you think that's uh, that's reasonable? I think that's pretty reasonable, Logan. I mean, 60K is like 5% away at this point. We've seen Bitcoin move much more than 5% in a single day. So it's any day now, I think. Brian, what do you think? I agree. <clears throat> I think that uh, uh, we're going to see more upward momentum than we're going to see more lower lower lows i guess 
we're not going to cross that 50 mark again for a little bit. And hopefully we're going to spin this cycle into the all new, the new all time highs. I think 60 K is reasonable. I, I, I predicted it the other day, um, at least after the new year. That's what I think. I think that we're going to have to wait until after the for holiday 60K? season and everything. Yeah. Really? No, no, really no, no. To hit, to hit new, new all time highs. Okay, interesting. So that yeah, I think that might be high that we have to break through. Go for it, Ryan. Yeah, I think that that could be determined by what happens once we hit 60k because Logan pointed yeah. out this technical resistance at $60,000. We saw that it was resistance several times in the past on the daily candle. So, not only is it a technical resistance, but I think it's also a psychological resistance. $60,000 is a big round number. So, I like to see when there is some technical resistance but also that psychological resistance. So, like I said, I think that 60k is coming, but we'll have to see if we can break through it or not. I mean, it's really hard to tell at this point but once we get to sixty thousand dollars a ten percent move from there would bring us to new all-time highs so i think it's definitely possible that that will happen within the next couple months but only time will tell brian i mean it is possible that we go up to 60k we see that resistance and we're not able to cross it and then we go back down maybe all the way to the bull market support band Uh, But it's important to consider the bull market support band is moving with time. It's a monotonically increasing function when the price of Bitcoin is above the bull market support band. So, I mean, that will be going up even as even if we see a downturn, as long as we're above that bull market support band, that function will be headed up. So it might be at $50,000. It might be at $55,000 in a couple months if we stay above it. And then that will be our new support. When we saw it last time, it was right around $40,000 as support. And I think that if we go down to that bull market support band later on when it's around $50,000, that would be even more bullish over the long term. And if that does happen, I would expect that this bull market goes well into 2022. I love that, Ryan. And if you guys are just tuning in, this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins. If you just got redirected from the roadmap, hope you guys enjoyed that episode. I thought that was a great interview, really entertaining content over there. But this is the Fungible Token Show where we're going to talk about all the biggest crypto projects that aren't on the NFT side. We talk about NFTs sometimes too. We like it all. Uh, But right now we're focused on the market update. And if you guys are enjoying this content, make sure you smash the like button. Let us know. And if you're new, make sure to subscribe. Okay, let's flip over to ETH now. Uh, So something I noticed that was pretty interesting uh, just a couple seconds ago was that this, uh, this August 30th candle was actually the highest weekly close ever. Just by like a tiny, tiny sliver here. I don't even know if you guys can see that, but... Uh, I can on my end, so just just take my word for it here. Um, I flipped over to these weekly candles. I was surprised to see that. So, Ryan, do you have any thoughts uh, on where ETH might be headed soon? You know, in the near term, it's really hard to tell. And I think that Ethereum will follow Bitcoin, at least to a degree. But the use cases for Ethereum we see just keep getting bigger and bigger. So many different things are happening within the ecosystem. So I'm extremely bullish for Ethereum. I think it'll outperform Bitcoin over this market cycle. But it's hard to say where it's going in the near term. It looks like it's on an uptrend right now. But I mean, like I said, it's going to be following Bitcoin. If Bitcoin suddenly has a 10% correction, I'd expect Ethereum to do probably something similar to that. Yeah, yeah I mean, historically, it always has followed Bitcoin, right? Um, we look for that for that breakout eventually. I think ETH has the potential to flip uh, Bitcoin and start leading the market itself, but we'll have to see. Only time will tell. So, Brian, what other cryptos are you looking at this week? 
You say Ryan or Brian? Ryan. Be more. Oh. <clears throat> so I've been still following uh, ADA a little bit, but there's been not so much, uh, you know, action happening. Um, but B&B has been really surprising lately. B&B has led kind of the curve on being green when everything else is red the past couple of days. They've had a pretty major uh, gain since uh, the last like kind of full correction for the whole crypto cycle. So I'm pretty, I'm, I like BNB a whole lot. Mm-hmm. Some of the coins on it, meh, but I, that, that's a pretty solid numbers there. And speaking of solid three. numbers, we see Polkadot is ripping today up 18% so far over the past 24 hours and 23% over the seven day. I am very happy to see this. Uh, I think Polkadot is one of the most slept on blockchain projects mm-hmm. by far. I think it deserves a spot in the top three um, without a doubt. And I also think Chainlink is pretty undervalued right now compared to uh, the rest of the products on the market. But today we're going to be talking about Bitcoin's ecosystem, which uh, I don't know if I've ever said those two words together before, uh, <laughs> but maybe I will be saying them more in the future. So uh, this is because of Stacks. So Stacks is, is kind of like the Ethereum layer two protocols. It's more of a layer 1.5 though. Uh, so it adds some smart contract functionality to Bitcoin uh, and adds some programmable money features to Bitcoin. Um, but it's not a full Turing complete computer like the Ethereum virtual machine. Brian Moore is actually an expert on Stacks. So I will let him take it away. <laughs> oh, but I am not an expert on Stacks, but... I did uh, mess around with uh, Stacks when it was called Blockstack. And um, it's a pretty cool ecosystem how you can build, you know, front end and back end applications on the blockchain network, on the Lightning network. And so it it was kind of the first little instance to where you have a, a runoff from Ethereum because they were around. I mean, Ethereum was created before Blockstack came about. But it gave a lot more depth to Bitcoin, you know, about two, three years ago. So it, it's it's really neat. It's a really cool project. And it, as long as Bitcoin keeps going up, I see uh, there's value with it. So, um, yeah, and I think it drives right. a narrative, especially for Bitcoin maxis, too. When you say you can't have DeFi on Bitcoin, you can't have NFTs on Bitcoin. Well, now you see this is being developed with Stacks, so it certainly could happen in the future. I mean, this is just the very beginning of Stacks. So, I mean, you see that, too, just the general trend in the crypto market, the top 10 coins that we see come about, you know, Polkadot, Cardano, Ethereum, Binance Smart Chain, Solana, all these tokens are platforms to build decentralized finance applications on. So I'm not surprised Stacks is doing well with this trend we're seeing right now. Yeah, and the cool mm-hmm. thing about Stacks, too, is one... Uh, a lot of the dApps you see now and like mainly on the Ethereum network or Polkadot or Kuzma or whatever, um, you were seeing kind of like runoffs of dApps that were developed on stacks first. So there's a lot of stuff that kind of started the whole trend on having full on applications that are decentralized that are dealing with crypto and blockchain. So that's pretty cool. I mean, not a lot of people know that because they, you know, it's on Bitcoin Lightning Network and not Ethereum and it's not as superior, but, you know, that's pretty, pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. If you guys want to learn more about Stacks, you can check out this article. I just dropped it in the comments below. This is one that I wrote a couple months ago uh, and it explains really how Stacks work, works more in depth 
than we have time to go through today. Um, but while we're over here, this is the Benzinga Money site. This is the team that Ryan and I work on. And I just want to show you guys some other cool things we have on the Money site, such as the Moon or Bust game. So I don't know if we've ever debuted this live on stream before, but it's been up for a couple months now. And this is where you can come interact with the community and, and vote Moon or Bust on your favorite tokens. Uh, and you can let your voice be heard by the community and you can see what everyone else is feeling. I won't give a, I, I won't spoil all of the results. So you're going to have to come in uh, and play it yourself if you want to see how everyone's feeling about the other tokens. Um, but yeah, you can also see these cool guys and, and some of our favorite episodes of the show. So if you guys didn't see, we interviewed Tim Draper this summer. He has over a billion dollars in Bitcoin. We talked to the creator of Dogecoin, Billy Marcus. Uh, we interviewed crypto Twitter trader, legend trader main. Uh, we interviewed the, the co-founder of Axie Infinity. I mean, there's so much cool stuff that you guys can find on the money site. So uh, once you're over here, I think a good place to start is the Benzinga slash money slash crypto. So I'm going to drop that in the chat right now. Uh, and that's where you can get started on this website, getting all taking advantage out of all these resources that that we work really hard to build. So all right, that's enough self-promotion. Let's get back to the charts. Uh, we have an interview coming up later. Oops, I can't spoil that. We have an interview coming up later uh, with Halsey from VideoCoin. This dude is insane. He has started countless billion-dollar web projects, uh, and I'm really excited for this one. So make sure you guys stick around. That will start at 2.30. But before we do that, we have something to give away, and it starts with the flow and ends with a key hat. <laughs> uh, so, yes, that's right. You guys heard it here. We got. Wait, let me see. Let me see if I can pull up the boom. Okay, so this is Floki Inu, everyone's favorite coin, uh, except for some other people. <laughs> uh, but if you are a fan of Floki and you want to win a Floki Inu dad hat, we have trivia coming up for you in, in a couple seconds here where you can win one yourself. So get those keyboard fingers ready uh, because I'm about to pull uh, my screen off and, and ask the question. So do, 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 do. Ryan, can we get a drum roll, please? That probably sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> All right. The reverb on it. Everyone out there who is watching has the opportunity to win a Floki Inu dad hat right now or the Ether Bitcoin one if you would prefer that instead. Uh, but the trivia question is first person to answer it correctly wins. Uh, okay, ready, ready, ready. Floki is the newest addition to the Musk family. Name three other Musk family members. Ready, set, go. One of them is certainly hard to spell. I don't think I could spell it. <laughs> it give your best guess. All right. So first person to name three Musk family members wins this hat. Go look it up. If, if you got that, that Elon Musk family knowledge, just drop it quick. Otherwise, you can Google it, and the fastest Googler will win a $25 hat. So uh, let's see. We don't have any, any guesses yet. Come on, guys. It's, it's literally free real estate. It's free real estate. Fine, we'll take it. 
also while this is going on i want to know who is here from friday's floki episode we had a huge show on friday unfortunately i wasn't there but brian and ryan killed it uh and we really brought in the, the whole floki community so if you're here from that episode boom michael stecky aphantis may main musk nope 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 that's not it. Ask, that's very maybe close. that's the cousin we don't that's know very, about. May, maybe it is. Maybe it is. Errol. Errol is Elon's father's name. Uh, X A twelve is his son's name. Uh, but Maine is one letter off from his mother's name. So close. So close. You almost got it. Boom. We got a correction. Corrected it. We got a correction, and that is the correct answer. May Musk is Elon's mother's name. And so, Michael, you are the winner of, of one of our Moon or Bust dad hats. If you want the Floki one, let us know. If you want the, the Doge one, if you want the ETH one, the Bitcoin one, we got them all. Uh, so send an email to me, Logan Ross at Benzinga.com uh, with your shipping info to claim it. Yes. Very, very much, much wow. Very hype. <laughs> okay, so let's flip back over to the charts uh, and see what else is going on today. If you guys have any projects you want us to talk about, drop them in the chat below. We do have one request. Uh, future show ideas, thoughts on a project like Sisla. Okay, so I do not know anything about this project. So take take anything we say here with a grain of salt. Uh, we're just going to look it up and give you our initial impressions. Crypto. Oh, this is the crypto island token. <laughs> okay, I do know actually a little bit about this one. Uh, so this is uh, a very, very risky coin uh, that was basically created to pool funds to purchase a crypto island. Uh, and so they got a lot of celebrities to promote this one uh, and just paid them off to, to pump it. Uh, in my opinion, I think this is a pump and dump, and we'll take a look at the chart to see if I'm correct at all. Uh, oh, yep. So there we go. That looks like a celebrity post right there, followed by an insider dump immediately afterwards, and then another dump right there as well. Uh, so this is definitely a high-risk play. I think that it's pump and dump is already over. It might be done as a product, but it's up 17% today. So what do I know? Yeah, I mean, it is moving up. I hear Fire Festival is selling an island. They might be able to buy that one <laughs> on the low. I mean, it's the same uh, guys. Draw rule part two. Ooh. I mean, destination. It's a sick idea, right? Like, I would put a little bit of crypto in if I knew I was getting access to an island to go to. That'd be pretty sweet. But I mean, there's so many companies out there in cryptocurrency industry that have huge promises like this, and then they never deliver. So it's definitely like Logan said, it's high risk. You know, if the token takes off and they can actually afford an island, I hope they do end up actually purchasing one for everybody to go to, all the token holders to go to. But if they never raise enough money to actually buy an island, they're likely to just cash out and then call it a day, take their money home and, you know, do something else. Yeah, it's 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 a little sketch. <clears throat> this it's is one of the more sus uh, projects. And when their home screen 
is promote is just flexing all of the B-list and C-list celebrities that they paid off. Uh, that's another red flag to me. But you know, I, I would rather try to invest my money in, in a more uh, or in a less risky project uh, and try to buy my own island instead. I don't have to share it with a bunch of these yeah. weirdos. I mean, how would the logistics work there? <laughs> that's what I'm saying, man. What but Lindsay Lohan will be there in Amber Rose. Yeah, I mean Lindsay Lindsay Lohan. That would have been cool when I was like ten. <laughs> Maybe Rich the Kid will set up a studio there. We could drop a fire mixtape, the the crypto mixtape, crypto fire um, fest. Let us let us know. Yeah, dude, you're you're so welcome. Please uh, drop any more tokens in the chat that you want our take on, uh, and we'll be happy to to give them the old moon or bust rating for you. One thing we didn't uh, mention yet was that uh, the uh, the U.S. is now home to the most <clears throat> Bitcoin mining uh, hash power right now. Yeah, we have, I saw that. Uh, that's, that's huge. Yeah, we have a share of 35.4% of the market. And um, the other two, since the ban in China, and the other two are uh, Kazakhstan and Russia with 18.1 and 11 percent respectively well fun fact Very interesting so it was dominated by china for the longest time then they banned crypto mining we had that that uh great migration of crypto miners all across the world and we're seeing them settle in the u.s enough to push it over to being the number one country in terms of hash power i, I know that texas has been trying to attract bitcoin miners um i'm i'm sure places in florida are as well um but ryan what what do you think about the future of bitcoin mining what do you think about china's stance on it you know it's really interesting i would have never expected the united states to hold the majority of hash power on bitcoin's network we saw that china did for a really long time because they had such cheap electricity so the margins on bitcoin mining we're far higher in China than it is in other countries. So, you know, when I heard about China banning Bitcoin mining, I expected that these miners were going to go to Iceland or maybe Greenland or uh, like Russia and Kazakhstan that have very cheap mining or I'm sorry, very cheap electricity. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the United States, it varies by state. But to my understanding, electricity is pretty expensive in the U.S. I know in Michigan, it's like 12 cents a kilowatt hour. And that really digs into your mining profits that sometimes that could be like 50 percent of your profits are going towards your electricity costs or 50% of your revenue rather. Uh, so it's definitely interesting to see. And I think that this could be a good thing because that means that more people will be going towards renewable electricity to make mm -hmm. higher margins because then they wouldn't have to pay for the high cost of electricity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a great point because uh, the, the fossil fuel energy is only going to get more expensive over time and the renewable energy is only going to get cheaper over time. So, so long-term prospects for Bitcoin are very bullish for the, the conversion to renewable energy, in my opinion. Okay, well, we Jack, have what's up? I was going to add that uh, Jack Dorsey and Kathy Wood, and you know, a, a lot of people are actually in Elon Musk are into the um, the foundation to create renewable energy for Bitcoin mining itself, too. So, you know, we can maybe in a couple of years see the change in Bitcoin won't destroy half of our world before everyone gets it all. You know, hopefully, it's terrible for the environment. We can keep our fingers crossed. Bitcoin is pretty bad for the environment, but it's uh, a lot better for the environment than the banks are, which hey. is uh, the, 
the comparison we should be making, in my opinion. Okay, so Michael wants to know about AVAX versus Solana. So both of these are scalable blockchains. The difference is that AVAX is a scaling solution for Ethereum. Uh, and Solana is its own layer one ecosystem. So you could see Solana has a $44 billion market cap. AVAX has almost a $12 billion market cap. Uh, not doing too much today. Solana is also chilling for the most part. Ryan, what are your thoughts? Is this a good comparison? Would you put these two coins head to head or or would you say they're different products? You say Ryan, Logan? <laughs> Yes, I'll, Ryan, I'll answer um, one second. Siri's talking to me. I'm not talking to you, Siri. Okay. Oh my God, Siri, be quiet. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a reasonable uh, comparison here. I mean, they're both platforms to build other decentralized applications on. Uh, so I'd, I'd definitely say it's fair. And I, I like Solana. I like AVAX. I think they're both great projects. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what niche these carve out in the market, because I think Ethereum's really killing it as far as the platform to build decentralized applications on right now. But I think Solana's really giving a run for its money. And I think AVAX will grow as Ethereum grows, like you said, Logan. It's kind of interoperable mm. with each other. And, and I'm really excited to see where Solana goes as well, especially with NFT gaming. I'm bullish on that. We've talked about it on the show before. I think that a mm -hmm. lot of this NFT gaming that's going to be coming up in the next six months will be doing so on Solana because it is just such a higher throughput blockchain and you can transact for such lower fees than on Ethereum or AVEX. I, I agree wholeheartedly. I, I, I do like Solana a little bit more than AVEX or Avalanche <clears throat> because of exactly what Ryan says. I, I agree with everything. Oh, that was my dog. <laughs> all right. So if you guys are just tuning in, this is Moon or Bust, your home for all things altcoins and DeFi. If you're new around here, make sure to subscribe if you're enjoying the content and let us know by dropping a like. We have a very, very special interview for you today, one that I am personally very excited about. Joining us today from VideoCoin uh, is Halsey Miner, who is a serial entrepreneur. He helped build Salesforce, Amazon. He founded CNET, Uphold, and video coin so without further ado i would like to welcome you halsey to moon or bus hey how's it going uh good good uh we're, we're really glad that you could join us today i uh, appreciate your time i'm really excited to learn about video coin sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details yeah, so we just um, we just launched our, our beta. We should, in a couple of months, um, launch the full suite. But the uh, the sort of simple way of describing what we're doing is is that from a very high level, we're offering uh, companies uh, opportunities for consulting because the, the big thing everyone wants to know is what can I do with NFTs and how does it impact our business? And we'll be announcing consulting firms that are working with us. <clears throat> and, and then we have a tech stack, uh, which we call NFT plus. 
And that allows in the container all media. So you can put um, audio and video and zip files and PDF files. Hmm. And then from that sort of master container, you'll be able to pick individual items and send them to exchanges based on the content those exchanges support. So you can take your graphics and send them to, to OpenSea. So it's really this this master container. So, you know, a website can use our software and it can sell this very uh, content rich uh, NFT um, or they can integrate um, or the consumer can integrate uh, their content into an NFT plus um, and then from there be able to uh, cross chain, cross marketplace, move their, move their content. So um, I think it's, uh, and, and then the last thing is, is we provide anyone who is running a marketplace with payments um, so we can handle that. So it's really kind of a three level help companies understand that, you know, what they can do. That's mostly through our partnerships. We'll be announcing one tomorrow. Um, the full tech stack that's around NFT plus, And then third is um, integrated payments so they can, they can accept fiat um, at their website, which is really critical if you're trying to uh, get outside of the core crypto audience. Most definitely. So uh, there's a lot to unpack there and we'll definitely go through it all. Um, but VideoCoin is far from your first successful internet venture. So could you share with us uh, a little bit about your background in the internet space and why you decided to transition into the blockchain space? Yeah, so I'll, I'll try to do it speedy. So <clears throat> I started CNET and... Um, and built it into a NASDAQ 100 company um, by 2000, actually by 1998. <clears throat> um, we also spun out the software that became the leading web publishing package called Vignette, but that became a $10.8 billion company. Um, I left CNET in uh, 2000 when Salesforce uh, launched and was the second largest shareholder and, uh, and co-founder there for the first six years um and uh for the first two and a half years mark benioff uh lived in was not the ceo uh it was another uh, another guy who was running it so i was very involved from 2000 into 2004 and a half um rang the bell in the new york stock exchange with with uh with mark and then i stepped down from the board um and then started to do some other cloud companies. I started uh, uh, what's now called Google Voice, which is pretty much the same service we, we sold them. Um, a company called OpenDNS, which uh, was sold to uh, Cisco for $640 million. Um, and, um, and, and, several other, uh, and, and, and several other companies that were at varying degrees of, of success. Um, I got interested in the industry and really around 2012. Um, and then in 2013, I started Uphold. Um, and, and uh, you know, the, the difference between Uphold and, and Coinbase is they got a bank account a year and a half before we did. <laughs> and, you know, it used to be the only way you could get, uh, you were able to buy uh, Bitcoin was through Coinbase because they actually had a, a bank account. I don't know how they did it because I mean, it definitely wasn't fully legal, but they got somebody to do it who probably has some stock and it's probably made a fortune. Um, it took us a year and a half after that um, 
So we had a platform, easy to use. Um, and, um, um, and, and so now that's, I don't know, it's a three or $4 billion dollar, dollar business. Um, and <clears throat> in 2015, I left Uphold after running it for a couple of years, became very uh, regulatory intensive. Um, and, you know, I looked for somebody who was sort of better able to sort of manage that than, than me. I don't have the patience for it. Um, and, uh, and then, and then launched, um, you know, what's now, um, um, video coin. And we started out, we started out, uh, building, um, an AWS video competitor, but, what I realized was at Salesforce, we had a very hard time getting companies to want to put their data in a website. Um, and it was a real battle to, to get people to agree to have all their customer data, you know, mixed into a database with everybody else's customer data. Mm-hmm. So that was a real battle. And I saw that we were going to have the same battle in video where the idea behind video coin is being able to uh, use underutilized resources around the world to do, you know, video kinds of things like encoding. Um, but once again, we would need to convince companies that running on other people's servers is safe for their content. And, um, you know, if, uh, if this content gets you know, lost or stolen, um, you know, TV shows, movies, um, the, the results are catastrophic. Um, so it was going to be a real fight. And then, and then we realized when NFTs came along that we could leverage our, our, our experience with video, um, and, uh, and do some things with video that nobody else can do. Um, and then augment that, you know, using our DRM with, uh, with other types of content. So that was sort of the birth of the, uh, of the NFT plus strategy, which, um, really is fully operational in about two months. Amazing. It, it really blows my mind that after all these billion dollar ventures, you just decide to, to keep starting new ones. It shows that you really care uh, about the future of the web. And I heard you make a comment in another interview that you think Web3 is not about blockchain based web. It's about video web. So do you care to share your thesis on that with us? Yeah. Well, well, first thing is, is that, is that I, I don't think that that Web three O is uh, is 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 crypto. I think I think I think crypto is its own thing. Um, you know, web the web has been all about sharing data. Um, now a lot of that data has turned out to be video. Um, about eighty five percent of it today is video, and my guess is. In 10 years, it'll be 98%, you know, of traffic over the internet will be video. Um, so I, I see, um, I, I see um, crypto and blockchain as being like its own thing. Um, and instead of trying to shoehorn it into, into Web 3.0, I think it's, a, its, own, it, it's, it's its own unique set of capabilities that are not really about about expanding the range of information that can be shared. It's really about transforming the way uh, people I- interact with, uh, with payment systems um, and, and building new kinds of apps that, that are connected to payment systems 
that could never be done before. So, mm -hmm. so it's not, it's not to take anything away from, uh, from, from crypto or, or Bitcoin. It, it just, mm -hmm. to me, feels like it's its own thing and shouldn't be shoehorned into, uh, into some, you know, web 3.0 kind of status. Yeah, I think that's a good take. And I think that the web 2.0 is almost like the information transfer and then web 3.0. If it's about crypto, it's almost like the value transfer on top of that information transfer. That, that, so, yeah, so almost yes. like compliments. Yeah, right? I see that as an independent sort of capability that, that, that merges with the web because um, they're really kind of two different sets of networks. Um, right. Um, I mean, they leverage each other. There's no doubt about that. Totally. Um, mm. But um, but I, I just I see it as its own unique beast. Hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So I want to talk about the NFTs on VideoCoin. You call them NFT plus. Could you delineate maybe what the difference is between a typical NFT and what NFT plus is? Yeah. So so we'll support the the. Um, the standards for uh, NFT, um, but NFT Plus allows the um, the user uh, or the website that's selling content um, to use the container for all media. So we have the ability, for instance, for you to uh, take a video and um, DRM it. Um, but maybe have a 30 second window in the front end so you can uh, you can show part of it. Um, but but we wanted to add to that audio and files and graphics. And if you think about it, if you're uh, if you're selling a song, right, you want the audio, um, you you also want um, the video that was uh, that was that was done. Um, you want, um, I mean, I think you want things like pictures while the song was being created in the studio. Um, and, and so, um, the, my feeling is that in, in a lot of marketplaces, um, the, the narrowness of the content, um, somewhat defeats the idea of, uh, of what NFTs can be. So, so people who use our software, and that's going to be um, um, individual companies, <coughs> um, uh, uh, e-commerce uh, companies who want to provide it as a capability to all of their uh, customers, um, and even large exchanges <coughs> can take advantage of the ability to uh, mint NFT pluses and sell them. Um, but we recognize that a lot of the big uh, marketplaces today are not NFT plus compatible. So, so we allow for the, the separation of content and then be able to use whatever network uh, is necessary um, and to be able to extract the content that matches that marketplace. So, you know, of course we want the whole world to support NFT plus because we think, you know, there's no reason why NFTs shouldn't be as rich as you want them to be in terms of content. Um, but at the same time, people have specific markets that they, that they want to reach. Um, so we want to give them that capability. That's awesome. I so love how you're digging and, oh, go ahead, Logan. 
one reason that questions yeah yeah what, one reason that uh nfts are, are not what everyone wants them to be is because of the large file sizes uh on, on videos and other stuff like this that just doesn't fit uh on the blockchain i mean even like the crypto punks they just have the uh the hash to the ipfs location so how do you get around storing large amounts of data on chain um well you know our background um was storing video and processing it so that's where we came from so a lot of those problems uh were already solved in our in our blockchain and the way our blockchain um operates so hmm. so we came from a world where all of our content was enormous in 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 size um so so i think um we use um Filecoin on the back end, although we let you back it up if you want with uh, AWS. Um, but each individual piece of content can be 35 uh, gigabytes, basically hmm. for free. Um, so, so it's a pretty extraordinary amount of content that you can um, that you can um, um, hold in an NFT plus. Mm -hmm. But, you know, the ability to do uh, to click a file and to do live streaming a video, um, it's something we spent two and a half years, you know, engineering. Um, so when it comes to video and NFTs, we we have a very unique position in the market. Uh, <clears throat> and um, um, I mean, people can go uh, to videocoin.io and they can they can go look at the, the beta software and it, it'll show. Um, not only how they can store video uh, in FTs, but all the different ways that we give you to uh, to present them. So you can um, take you know individual clips uh, that people have access to, and then the the, the the master file is DRM, so you can get a window into it, but then you have to buy it to use the thing. So, so I I, I think you know we were our blockchain um, was built for video. Um, mm -hmm. and, um, and all of our miners were, uh, you know, were, were, were built for video. So, mm -hmm. so this has not been an issue that, um, that, that we have, that we have, it's an issue. I think that we've solved, uh, you know, probably several years ago. So I have a question about, um, if you can go into detail about the advanced resilience of NFTs through digital rights management, because that's a big key factor for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of uh, time and effort and money has been spent on, um, on resilience. Um, and we, um, we, we've worked with uh, Filecoin, um, which... I think as a decentralized network um, potentially has a lot more staying power um, than, um, than, than centralized companies, but we also allow you to also back it up on AWS uh, as, as, as well. So, you know, in terms of all the technical details, there's probably um, my CTO is probably a, a better person to be able to explain that. Um, but we do see Filecoin as as, uh, as an important partner in um, um, in being able to store content and um, and 
and and give that content a um, um, a, you know a, a longer lifetime. But but again, our ability to sort of DRM all this content and and uh, um, and then um, 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 and, and, and then allow you to, to shuffle it off to various different uh, exchanges. We un-DRM it, we send it across, and then we gets reminted these other exchanges. Uh, <clears throat> so, you know, a lot of uh, time and work has gone into resiliency because, again, we were working in video, um, which required um, resiliency because nobody was going to use a video network. It doesn't work um, all the time. Um, and instantaneously. So in our world, you had to click on a video and it had to, had to start working. And so, you know, that's why um, we had to set up a mining network the way we did. Um, uh, and our, our miners, um, you know, they, uh, they, they, you know, they, they put up good money to make sure um, that they, are good actors and that they can provide the instantaneous uh, loading of video. Um, or obviously there's an economic penalty um, if that doesn't happen, which so far has, has worked just fine. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah. So Halsey, that's actually a perfect segue into my next question. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys to at least some degree are integrated with Ethereum, but you use your own blockchain to get around some of those high gas fees and so that you can process much more data. Can you talk about how these two blockchains kind of interact with each other if you are able to use it with Ethereum <laughs> to a degree? Yeah, so um, so it, it's, um, it, it's sort of uh, in motion right now. So right now, the NFT plus um, are are minted on our blockchain, um, and we are in the process of um, having conversations with uh, Solano and Palm and, and others about making sure that we can not only um, link content cross chain, but importantly also be able to dynamically support the type of content that an exchange um, accepts. So it really comes down to two things. One is um, integration with uh, blockchains, and the second is integration with marketplaces that sit on top of those blockchains. So, <clears throat> so a lot of that is in flight right now. Um, the, the whole suite of tools um, launches in two months. Um, and then we're hoping um, that it won't take a lot of additional time for us to provide these kinds of integrations with uh, with the top marketplaces anyway. Very cool. So when I was reading up about the blockchain you've created for VideoCoin, to my understanding, there is almost like a proof of stake side and also a proof of work side. So people can use their CPUs to earn revenue with VideoCoin, to my understanding. Can you explain maybe how that works? Um, yeah, I mean, the big, the big idea that got us so interested in, um, in, um, you know, in, in this idea of using a blockchain with video was the recognition that about 35% of servers today are not used because you have all these companies who have moved to the cloud and they're sitting on data centers that literally do nothing. Um, right. and it's a huge investment that they've, 
that they made. <clears throat> um, when we started this, I didn't realize how how much this is true in the business world, but it's 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 a huge amount of uh, capacity for processing video that's not um that's not employed. So 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 they all uh, can perform useful work uh, for us, which encodes stores. Uh, streams, video, and um, taking advantage of these um, servers that are that are you know otherwise sitting dormant. Um, but again, we also need to secure the network, so you know we need a, a staking model um, that that you know where our 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 blockchain runs at a certain speed, but when you click on a video, it has to come up instantaneously. Um, so, so that's why we needed staking, um, to ensure that, that the people who are, um, the people who are providing work, um, can, can provide the level of reliability that we need, uh, in our, in our infrastructure. Um, so, so yeah, I mean, you know, both, both models are really important, both, the capacity that we need to do the processing and the staking part, which um, which determines where work goes. And it also determines that work um, is done uh, in the way that that it's supposed to be done and in the and in the timeliness that, that we expect for, for, for streaming. So we have a great question from the chat. Uh, Simon wants to know, is NFT plus container approach protected with patents? Uh, and when can he expect the launch? So, <clears throat> so the official launch is in uh, two months, um, but uh, beta is already running. Um, at, we already have beta up, um, so people can start using it um, already. Um, it, it's not something that we're patenting. It's uh, it's a concept that we want to see the industry move to. Um, so it's it's just our sort of vision um, around what an NFT can become. Um, and I just feel very strongly that there's no reason to limit the content, the types of content that you're selling. And there's every reason to increase the um, the types of content that, that come come along. So so we have people, for instance, who want to sell a graphic someplace because that's all they support. And then they want to link back to their website where they can sell them the larger NFT plus with all of the other uh, content. So so our software already supports it. Um, and, um, you know, you'll be able to sell NFT pluses off of your off of your website um, to people, yeah. and then and then it's really kind of two two sort of divergent paths. Um, one is getting uh, major marketplaces to support NFT plus, um, and the other is is um, basically helping to sort of dumb down the NFT plus to go on the existing marketplaces that just accept. Yeah. Uh, you know, one specific kind of, of content. So, so the NFT plus and all of the capabilities uh, in video are, are already in beta. Um, 
like I said, with a, with an expected launch in about two months. Um, and so you can already start doing that. And then, and then, like I said, we're having, we're having um, conversations with just starting having conversations with um, uh, other marketplaces where we extract only the content that say can go to OpenSea. Um, and, uh, and then we're having conversations with people um, who want to launch an entire uh, NFT plus uh, marketplace um, where they see the competitive advantage of, um, of, of creating a, a new marketplace around NFT plus. So we've got a couple of those conversations that are going on. And it's our hope that, um, you know, in the next couple of months, we'll uh, be able to announce a, a, a major new marketplace that supports the NFT plus uh, content. And like I said, we're, we're really just looking for, you know, it to be uh, an industry wide uh, concept, which is why we're we've not uh, patented it or done anything like that. Um, so like I said, we just, we want to see the industry sort of follow our vision when, and I think that, um, you know, when we, we have these customer conversations, um, you know, what happens is they love the idea of the NFT plus and they're like, okay, well, how do I send, you know, content to OpenSea? And we're like, well, they don't support us. So you have to, you know, you have to extract the pieces of content that fit there and we'll help you do that. Um, <clears throat> so, so for all intents and purposes, NFT plus is alive, um, already and people can go start, uh, start building with it. Awesome. Well, can you tell us about the um, video uh, coin token? Sorry, my dog just yelled. Can you uh, tell us about the token you guys have for video coin network? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, like I said, I sort of said it plays a critical role in, uh, in how our, um, in how our, our blockchain uh, operates. Um, we're sort of a shockingly small uh uh, projects. Um, it was just the the way that we uh, went about doing our um, ICO was we um, we didn't do a public uh, ICO. We just did it with institutions, and <clears throat> well, that was great from a regulatory standpoint, and from um, great from a regulatory standpoint. Um, and sort of prestigious, we never built up the big, we never built up the big um, uh, community that um, that, um, uh, that that comes from doing a you know a larger ICO. Um, and then we raised money when Bit, when Ethereum was at uh, twelve hundred, and then we launched when Ethereum was at uh, one hundred twenty, <laughs> and so. The timing of buying our token, even though we even though we did substantially better than holding Ethereum, um, the timing was 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 really kind of unfortunate. So you know we have this we have this amazing product um, and an amazing team of people who are sort of doing it, um, but um, our the awareness of our pro of our project is very low and we just uh, we just announced yesterday the day before we we hired uh, pipe partners to 
to really help us for the first time um, really go out and build awareness for um, for what we're doing in the in the crypto community. So we've got customers, we got all that sort of stuff. But but as you guys know, you know the crypto community is its own world, and um, <clears throat> and, it, and it has its own. Um, you know, it, it has things that it cares about that are different from, say, what our customers care about. Um, so we're really looking to hype to try to help us um, it, increase our visibility in the in the larger larger community. Um, but our our token um, trades on uh, Bitrix and uh, and KuCoin currently. Awesome. I'm all about some KuCoin. I'm sorry. Really cool. I'm I'm all about KuCoin. I like really? it. Really. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's yeah, it's one of my it's favorite exchanges. Yeah, it's different. What um so I mean just coming from your point of view, because I it's hard for me to understand from the other direction, but sort of how do you see KuCoin? Well, I use it because um you can hopefully for the future you can still do futures i don't want to keep that broadcasting so they might get take it down but you can do futures they have a bunch of different um they have all the other tokens pretty much i use it because i couldn't get on binance and yeah. so i went to kucoin instead and i haven't i haven't really moved back i use that in coinbase yeah oh, kucoin good. still doesn't still the kucoin still doesn't have the kyc uh updates that everything else has so you can kind of get access to a bunch of coins uh, when you're inside the U.S. that you couldn't normally get access yeah. to without a VPN or something. Oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's interesting. It's kind of yeah, a gray market. I, I know you can you can get on KuCoin in in the U.S., um, uh-huh. which is, um, um, but I mean, you know, you know, as as you know, there's always a legal distinction between us and um, the the people who. Uh, the the foundation that manages our our token, um, yeah. but you know the the goal obviously is <clears throat> as we as more people know about us um, for the for our foundation to ultimately get on um, other exchanges, um, which you know as you guys know it's it's kind of dependent on on really having. Um, having a, a broad crypto community because that's what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> so we have right now kind of more things going than we ever have. So the software is great. Vision is great. Um, we uh, hired Boxman to do our PR. They're good. We hired Hype Partners to, uh, <clears throat> to build <clears throat> an international uh, community of token holders, and then and then um, get the the VDA, which is the Video Coin Foundation, um, to to get on other uh, other marketplaces. But that's their that's that's their job. That sounds great. Well, Halsey, thank you so much for your time today. We really appreciate you coming on and sharing hey, the video no, thank coin you with guys. us. I really appreciate it. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it's to, awesome. to all the audience out there, make sure you go check out VideoCoin.network. Uh, or video.io.io video. now yeah. oh okay yeah. so i went through um the coin market cap site so that must be that must be old quite um but videocoin.io yeah that's the best that's, all right perfect that's, i i think dot network takes you to io oh okay. gotcha 
Yeah. Awesome. Well, make sure you guys go check out this project. Super exciting. And if you have a KuCoin account, you can find it on there as well. Uh, this has been Moon or Bust today. We really hope you guys enjoyed and we will see you on Friday. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market, consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now! and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.